Hello, friends. This week's episode of the podcast is sponsored by Reform, a Christ-centered functional medicine and holistic wellness practice. Reform redefines health as the state of your body and soul. Reform's mission is to empower the whole person to find well-being in Christ and become the best versions of themselves physically, mentally, and spiritually. Through their unique faith-based approach, Reform takes your symptoms as cues to address root causes of disease. Reform works with private clients, corporate teams, religious communities, and educational institutions from around the world, both in person and online. Whether you're dealing with chronic health issues or having trouble sleeping and managing stress, Reform can help you feel and live better. They offer valuable information educational resources, and lifelong tools to help improve your well-being. We highly recommend their six-week online class, Reform Online Live, which dives into their nine wellness pillars to teach integrated health for the mind, body, and soul. In the past year, Michelle's sister Miriam and I have all taken the class and are still benefiting from the fruits. Reform is for everyone because everyone is made for wholeness and holiness. If you want to rid yourself of physical and spiritual toxins, optimize nutrition and sleep, move your body in a way that supports you, learn to play and rest and align your identity and health with God, it's time to reform. You can find more information about Reform on their website, reformwellness.co, and on Instagram at reform underscore wellness. Reform is offering a discount for all of our listeners for their upcoming May workshop, Mary and Motherhood. Use the code ABIDE15 for your exclusive discount by April 30th. We hope you enjoy this episode. God bless you. Hello, and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I'm joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. This podcast is born out of our friendship and all that the Lord is doing in our lives. You hear us laugh, you hear us cry, you hear us share very vulnerably, and you hear us talk about the things that we're still learning along the way, and you're most welcome to join us. You can find out all of our information on our podcast episodes on abidingtogetherpodcast.com. But for now, grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast. Welcome to Easter. Welcome to spring. Welcome to all beautiful things, ladies. Heather, I do have to say I'm really proud of you that you got up super early this morning to record this. Thank you. (laughs) It was so hard to get out of my cozy little nest, (laughs) but worth it. Good to see you both. How are you, Michelle? I'm good. Heather was rocking the bed head this morning, but she looks so cute. Seriously rocking it. Yeah, Yeah, she has that great curly hair. She was so funny. I was like, Girl, look at you! Yeah, literally, like rubbing this uh, sleep from her eyes to join literally, us. Literally, yeah. literally. So, literally. but we are so thankful that you made time for us. But I'm good. I love spring. Spring is spring is so you know nice, yeah. spring is so nice and so it's awesome. It is. Yeah, I've been like so enjoying like hearing the birds and seeing mm-hmm. the little buds on the trees and up here cherry blossoms. We have so many cherry blossoms, oh, so they're all blooming so and oh, it's gorgeous. just like amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there's always something so beautiful when you see the earth come back to life again it does oh, oh totally. gosh i was just in new york recently and they're just their their spring was just starting and the daffodils were coming mm. up and the daffodils that weren't there on monday when i was there were bloomed up by friday when i left oh i love that and isn't that sony and so i just i went for a lot of walks uh, in the neighborhood where i was and just seeing the 
the trees bloom. There's just something about that. You're like, oh, okay, we're going to be okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's hopeful. It really is. Like I felt like the winter was so dreary and so mm. long. And then the spring starts to come and you're like, yes, it's a good reminder, like on such a deep level, like the spring will come, like things will bloom, like in all the places that we feel like we're in desolation and winter, you know, that, that the Lord is going to do something new. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love the spring. Which I'm so glad we're talking about the topic that we're going to talk about. I don't think of all the episodes we've done, I don't think we've ever had one episode devoted to play and leisure, (laughs) which is a great idea. Michelle, Mm -hmm. she's like, let's do that. I'm like, ooh, let's do that. So we're (laughs) going to talk about play and leisure. And before you think that you're adulting way too much, uh, we want to invite you to uh, something very deep in your heart and why play is the natural language of children and why, you know, there's so much to it and there's so much that we love. So there's a wonderful uh, quote that Michelle found for us from Chesterton that he says, the true object of all human life is play, right? Earth is a task garden. Heaven is a playground, (laughs) Mm. which is so great on so many levels, on so many theological levels and, and sociological levels and all kinds of stuff. And so all of us, we love to watch children play and we one of my favorite things working at a Catholic school for so many years, or even being at retreats where there's schools nearby, is hearing children play. There's something about their laughter, their beauty, and it makes all of us as adults like go, oh gosh, I, you know, I wish I, we all have favorite memories playing. And so we're going to dive into that, like the topic of play and leisure and what it is and and that that call that all of us have in our life for that and why it never goes away. So, but what we want to do is before we jump into that, I several years ago, I was working on a talk on the theology of sports. And maybe I've said this before in one of our podcasts, but I was uh, reading a book by a former Olympic athlete of, of why play, like, why do we love sports? Like, there's a reason why we love it. And so he defined play as this. And I can't remember who it was. No, my bad. So it wasn't me. I'm not, this is not, I'm not the author of this definition, but I've used it ever since. And he defined play as this, the recreation that brings us beyond ourself into joy. Okay. So I'm going to mm. say that again. So the recreation that brings us beyond ourself into joy. And so even the word there, recreation is the recreation. So it's not just one kind of play. And we're going to talk about that, but what, what is that that is recreating, that is bringing us, that is leading us beyond ourself by our, beyond our own small world, our own worries into, into joy, into joy. So I think there's so much there, even in that topic, but Michelle, for you, when you, this idea came to you, can you just share with our listeners a bit about it and what you've also been learning in your own life about play and leisure and all the Lord is doing? Well, it's so funny that I'm not sure like I really even shared with our listeners like publicly, not that I've, not that I've been keeping anything mm-hmm. from you, but I really entered in a season of rest and like I call it like a fallow season. It came after my personal retreat and I can actually put a link. I wrote a little thing on the blog just explaining the whole process for it. So a lot of it had to do, we had Jackie Mulligan on the podcast about reform and there's like eight pillars of reform and one of them is play. But Before that, I just realized my husband is a really good player. Like he's Mm -hmm. really good and childlike and he loves to play with our children. I am not. I am not. Like there is something, even when I am playing, like I'm thinking, okay, there's stuff that needs to be done. Like I'm always distracted. Mm -hmm. And so just diving deeper into my story and realizing that how did I, asking yourself the questions, like being really like have a holy curiosity about yourself. Like what did I play as a child and when did I play? Like what brings my heart to life? And doing that. But I really considered that play was almost like a waste of time or like a luxury Mm -hmm. that I could not take. Mm -hmm. And I realized that in this season where I'm stepping back from a lot and really letting the land lie fallow is the scripture the Lord gave me that kind of goes along with my word of the year is that 
I do not rest well and that I don't play well and that those things go together. Play is a form of delight almost. And like there was a um, quote that a good friend of mine sent me at the beginning of this season that I feel like the Lord has me in and it's from a sister. And I think I may have mentioned on the podcast, but I can't remember. God said to Sister Marie of the Trinity, who is actually a Carmelite sister that St. Therese of Lisieux formed. She was like her formator while they were in the convent together. And it says, it's easier to find labors to work than children to play. Mm. And I desire children. And I read that quote, and it was like the Lord, the Father spoke something to my heart because it goes back to delight. Mm -hmm. It goes back to allowing the Father to delight in you and for you to delight in the Father and just to become childlike, not childish, Mm -hmm. but to become childlike. And like what Sister was saying that earlier about play, it's recreation, it's recreates. And so this is garden language. This Mm -hmm. is Genesis language. This is foundational language. And so it has been a journey for me to learn how to rest and play. I was telling a lot of our good friends that I stink at rest and play. Mm-hmm. And a really good friend of mine, I have to even give her a shout out, Sarah Kazmarek, a couple of weeks ago, and she and I were talking about this because the Lord has us on similar journeys. And she's like, you need to stop saying that you stink about it, like that you stink at rest and play. You need to say, I am relearning, reclaiming, and redeeming rest and play right now. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, okay, Lord, I am redeeming, relearning. I am becoming childlike. And so, yeah, that's where I am. Heather, what about you? What are your thoughts Mm -hmm. on this? Yeah, I think it's such an important part of life and one that we underestimate, actually. We underestimate how important it is for us to have regular play in our life, how life-giving it is. I think when we get into modes of being productive, this just isn't on the list of something that that is essential. You know, like I don't normally in my when I'm calendaring or planning out go, when am I going to play? You know, I just I feel like I got a lot of stuff to do. I think this is how a lot of people are. But I think too, Michelle, I have a very similar, yeah, story as you in the way that the things that happened in my childhood, Mm -hmm. it it made life get very serious for me. Mm, And and I came to this realization a few years ago. I was like, I stopped playing at some point because I just... I had to grow up. I had to be responsible. Mm. I had to be really vigilant and I had to take the weight of the world on my shoulders. I was taking care of a lot of people. And so play just seemed like I don't have time for that. Like mm. I'm I'm not a child anymore. And there was something that was stolen. The enemy literally stole play from me. Mm. And yeah, like the question that Jackie asked in Reform, I thought was a great one. It was like, what did you used to love to do? Mm-hmm. And thinking back on that, I was like, oh my gosh. Like it was like I was a different person. Like you're sort of looking back going, who is that person? Yeah. And I think it's a and it's an opportunity. If anybody, if this resonates with you, it's an opportunity of discovery. You know, mm-hmm. like you get to rediscover, like you were saying, Michelle, rediscover these parts of mm-hmm. yourself that maybe the enemy has stolen certain things there and that God wants to restore store. And, and that's kind of exciting, you know, to go, okay, like, what, what do I get to rediscover about myself? Mm-hmm. Because usually those things don't change all that much. And we do tell ourselves, well, I'm an adult now, so the childish mm-hmm. things need to go away. But like you said, Michelle, it's not being childish, it's being childlike. And so how do we rediscover those things and implement them into our 
our life as we are now. Mm-hmm. I think also when we play and when we rest, it is a sign of dependence mm-hmm. and reliance on God because you can't do that when your hands are full, when you when you got a tight grip on everything, when you feel like it's all up to you. You can't let go enough to actually enjoy yourself and relax. So I think there's a sign of like trust, surrender, mm-hmm. dependence that happens when we play and when we rest that is really, I think, a beautiful gift to ourselves and to the Lord. Mm-hmm. What about you, mm-hmm. sister? Oh, gosh, yes. I, I totally hear both of you. And I, I there have been many points in my life where I've been very convicted. I'm like, I have lost that art. I've lost the art of play. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have lost the art of just hanging out. You know, it just seems so often things have to have a reason why. Like, why are we doing this? It has to have a reason why. And so I just, yeah, been many times been very convicted in that. And I think so often just how our lives are structured and how we've structured our lives and how play and joy and things like that, those are very vulnerable things. Like you're Mm. saying, Heather, that, you know, if I'm always in control, then I'm not vulnerable. Like being play, like being swept away by something beautiful when you're playing or even losing track of time or just the unmitigated joy in something that's so delightful is so vulnerable. Mm. I think that children, you know, before they've been traumatized or if they don't have any wants or needs or something like that, they just love to play. Like that's what they want to do. And they laugh Mm -hmm. with delight and they giggle and they cry and they fall down and they get back up and just, I mean, and even psychologically what's happening in their minds is they're working through these things. And we have to have in our lives that allotment of the recreation that brings us beyond ourselves into joy. And otherwise it's even, you know, we, I think we've talked about this before of, of just even the way like an instrument, an instrument is tuned. Like when you tune a guitar, you have to let it rest before you can retune it. You keep turning up this, this, you know, the string, the string will pop at some point. Mm. And so even I think Mm. as adults in our society today of, we have such a high value on productivity and I'm so busy because if you're not busy, then you're like a loser or, you know, we, we do that to distract ourselves. And what, what do we do with an hour of empty time? Sometimes we don't even know. We don't know what to do. And so mm-hmm. I think this is something that's so important of all of us have had moments in life where we're, we've said, okay, I'm just going to take a walk. I'm just going to go outside. You go, you go outside and walk for an hour and let your brain work it out and let the fresh air come and feel the, feel the sun on your face. You come back a little different person. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's something about that or engaging in an art project or you know, music or cooking or what, that's a beautiful thing. It's not just sports. It's it's what, Mm -hmm. what brings you beyond yourself into joy of allowing the creative juices to come through our hearts and to bear something new, bear new life in us that wasn't there before. Mm, That's so good. Yeah. And I think I love what you said about walking Mm -hmm. sister, because it is the St. Augustine has a quote and there's a, I think it's a Latin part of it, but I'm not going to try to say the Latin. That will be sister. It, basically, the quote is, it is solved by walking, mm. is what St. Augustine says, like getting out and walking. But isn't that garden language? Like they walked with him in the cool of the night, Genesis. Mm-hmm. They spent time with him. They walked with him. They felt the earth. And I think for this idea of play, like Heather, like you said, when did we stop Mm-hmm. And why did we stop? Like going mm-hmm. back to parts of our story and that holy curiosity. And I think for me, just even taking this as a discovery and like having a, a, a posture of holy curiosity instead of, oh my gosh, I need to play. Like if you yeah. do that, then that's one more stinking thing on your to-do list, yeah. you know? So mm-hmm. it totally kills it. But uh, we were even mentioning it, like I was rewatching a class on reform. Jackie, you're getting a lot of reform here right now. But uh, our really good friend, Father Joe Fitzgerald, who is like sister, like a really great 
athlete. He's a good friend of ours, a priest in New York. He actually was in the 96 Olympics. Mm-hmm. In case y'all didn't know, Sister Miriam was like a division one athlete also. Like <laughs> they're both just amazing athletes, but he taught on play and he was talking about, it's like the language of the father mm-hmm. and you all like, Father Joe is my husband's best friend, so I've known him forever, and he's such a gift as a priest. But the way he was saying it in authority and the invitation he was saying it, it was like, come with a father. And I realized that parts of my story, not criticizing or judging my own earthly father, he did not play with us. So that I did not experience that. And y'all, it makes me cry now. Like, I, something in me just broke with that. Because then it goes back, I'm like, Lord, why is this like touching this tender place in my heart because yeah. it is where an area where I have not allowed the Lord to, where I have not delighted in the Father in that area, and I've not allowed Him to delight in me, mm-hmm. you know, to get to delight in me in that area. I have blocked that part, so I can't receive His delight. Like oh, another way He wants to express His love to me is delight in me and play. And going back to that quote I was talking about, St. Maria of the Trinity, I want to be a good soldier for him. I want to be, you know, I want to, like, I am addicted to the drug of efficiency for the kingdom. And the Lord's like, no, you're a child of the kingdom. (laughs) (laughs) You know, yes, there's a part of us that we want to bring the kingdom to other people. And yes, be a laborer in the vineyard. But there's the foundational piece is to be a child that is delighted in by the father and to play and run in his arms. And so to ask myself and all of ourselves those questions, How does the Father delight in us as He plays, Mm -hmm. as we play Mm -hmm. with Him? Mm -hmm. I think one of the ways to recover play, like if this is something that's been damaged in your life or stolen away, is to allow yourself to be a student. Like Mm -hmm. if you don't know how to do it, like allow yourself to be a student. And I I love actually being a student. We were talking about this before we started recording, how all of us love to be a student. I love to be a student of my friends. I love to be a student of, yes, of course, all the wise people, but just regular people in my life. I love to just like listen and learn and sit at their feet and watch, you know, but I especially have learned from my children. I've learned about play from my children. My son Judah is exceptional at playing. He is so playful, especially when something's not that fun. Like when we were moving into our house, that's not fun. Anybody who's moved is like, this is the worst thing ever. Like people like moving's hard. You're like, oh my gosh, it's actually the worst thing ever. But that day he made everything fun. Like he just was like Mm. joyful and running around making a game out of the most difficult things. And I looked at him with like, awe. You know, I was like, how are you doing this? Like, I don't, it was just something that I wanted to learn from him or my little daughter, Eva, like walking through the store when she was four years old, just like skipping and singing and dancing. And I'm looking at her thinking, I don't know when the last time I had that heart disposition was, Mm -hmm. you know, where did that go? And, And I remember being 18 and driving with my mom in the car and she's like, Heather, like, when did you get so serious? Mm. And she was like, lighten up. And I was like, not lighten up, like in a bad way. She was like, where did it, where did it go? Like, why, why are you so serious? You know? And, and I just, in my mind, I was thinking because life is serious. I mean, Mm. you know, like there's so many people that need to come to know the Lord. There's a broken world out there. There's this, like, I, I was just like thinking life is serious, mom. I mean, get with the program here. But there's like so much in there that that is self-reliant. You know, it's somehow up to me to fix it. I think like when we allow ourselves to play and rest, it's really letting ourselves like acknowledge, God, you are the savior. You are the king. Like you hold the world in your hands and I don't have to do it all, all the time. Yes. So I, I'm allowed to play. 
I'm allowed. It's actually something that you want for me. Like I'm allowed to rest. I'm allowed to let it go because it isn't actually all up to me. Like that's the, you know, trying to be the savior junior, like Michelle, like mm-hmm. you've talked about before. Like there's stuff in there. It might seem on the surface like, oh yeah, I just don't do that. But when we deeply ponder why things are the way they are in our life, I think it exposes those places. Mm -hmm. And praise God, he's all about restoration. He's all about a new way, Mm -hmm. a new life, letting us have life to the full. So, So it's actually really exciting to be able to notice those parts and those deficiencies because it's a pathway to new life if we want it to be. Mm. Well, and it's really great because what you both are talking about is really, it's a great question we could ask ourselves and the Lord this week week is, what is my story of play? Mm -hmm. You know, what is it? Some children were never allowed to play when they, even Mm -hmm. as small children, that was not allowed in the house. You know, some kids that wasn't acceptable or it was too loud or it was too this or it was too that or, or yes, life became very serious. And we had to be hypervigilant because there's so much trauma. And then hypervigilance is the thief of joy. You know, it really is. It's just we'll steal every amount of joy because we always have to look on the horizon for the next shoe to drop or the next bad thing to happen. Or or we have, like you're saying, Heather, we have to take control of this or I have to watch over this. And and it does. It just all those things just just steal joy. And perhaps it, and all of us have had there's a there's a great movie. Bob Schutz uses it a lot in his Holy Desire Retreat, but it's an old Bruce Willis movie called The Kid, and mm-hmm. it's from like oh, yeah, the year two thousand. Awesome. And you know mm-hmm. it is, and and it's uh, you know this story where Bruce Willis is this image consultant, and you know and he's you know he's so cool, and he doesn't have any issues or anything like that. But then this little kid shows up in his life that he tries to get rid of until he realizes that it's himself, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's this little boy trying to get his attention, and it's such a great. Hollywood like so rendition good. of inner healing and there's a distinct moment in Bruce Willis's life in this story where he his dad shakes him his dad shouts at him because he's mm-hmm. afraid because his mother's dying and he says stop crying like grow up grow up and he was eight years old and he and in the story like his character never cried again from that moment on mm-hmm. and perhaps all of us have had these moments where we've had these traumatic interruptions where it wasn't safe to play. It wasn't safe to be vulnerable. It wasn't safe to let go because if we did, then something bad might happen. And I, I think this is such a wonderful time in the spring as we go into summer of really allowing the Lord, like you're saying, both of you so beautifully, of just allowing the Lord to gently illumine these places where where did where that little girl go, where that little boy go? Where is it mm-hmm. now where we're... Yeah, just the such because Jesus, he just Jesus is playful. He's beautiful. <laughs> God is so funny, you know. And I, we, you know, we love humor. That God is very humorous, and just the beauty of that, and just the recreation like that, because that's really an, it's a foretaste of the, etern- the eternal rest. When you know, we say in the Psalm twenty three that the Lord will make me lie down and rest beside restful waters. And I heard somebody say one time, if we don't trust, you won't lie down. You won't. Mm-mm. So it's like really, you know, synonymous of me allowing the Lord to allow, allow me to lie down or allow me to play or allow me to have a unguarded moments of joy that really bring life to us because it's a foretaste of heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's also the Lord, like I love how you asked that, sister, what questions do we need to ask our heart? Because I think for me, I would have thought before, well, I play a little or I do this or I mm-hmm. do that. And I realized I counterfeited play before Ooh. in a lot of ways that it was more escape. Mm-hmm. And I think for that is escape, and escape is basically mm-hmm. hiding. Well, that's a good word. Mm-hmm. And it's like just wanting to be childlike. 
I mean, childish, like the hiding. I don't want to deal with something or whatever. And it's interesting. Uh, my spiritual director always laughs because we were having this conversation about just like escape, you know, or areas of hiding, you know, and he laughs. He's like, okay, Michelle, we can't go off to Neverland because mm-hmm. that's, you know, he didn't want to grow up where like that was his thing. But we were talking about it a couple of days ago and he was like, but you can enter into Narnia. You may not escape to Neverland, but you can enter into Narnia and become who you are because play is recreation Mm -hmm. and it's uncovering. It is unveiling who you are. It is discovering who you are, where escape is hiding Mm -hmm. and basically covering up with fig leaves. And so so where is Mm -hmm. the Lord asking us to, you know, go through the wardrobe like of Mm -hmm. Narnia and Mm -hmm. enter into play and enter Mm -hmm. into, and it makes us more human. You know, it makes us, it really, and actually makes us, like, we are made in God's image and likeness, and we are His reflections of glory, but it makes us, like, I feel like we think that that all has to be spiritual, and actually, Mm -hmm. we are incarnational beings, so it has to be Mm -hmm. human and emotional Mm -hmm. and all that kind of good stuff, and I was talking to a dear friend of ours, Dr. Christina McShane, a couple of days ago, and she's like, we are talking about, you know, Jesus did go through the stages of development. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he was oh human. Gosh. Like, and we don't yeah. think he learned tasks. He learned, like, he was a child. He learned how to play, and we feel like we're supposed to, we're made in his image, so we mm-hmm. have to model him not only in our spirituality, but in our humanness, in our everyday lives, and how we live, which is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And like Heather, you said, it's becoming a student. We don't have to be experts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's little by little that we do this. Mm-hmm. What are some ways that you guys play now as adults that have been really life-giving to you? Uh, I love to be outside. I just, I'm, gonna, I'm always looking at the window. I'm like, I want to go outside and play. <laughs> I, just, I, I seriously, I love being, just getting outside and going for me, going for a walk. I mean, of course I'd love to play sports, but that, that and right now is not part of my life, um, which is something, you know, like I offer to the Lord. But for me, honestly, it is, I, I don't do well when I am just stuck inside all day. And especially sitting at my desk, I am an unhappy kid stuck in air conditioning sitting on my side. So I, for me, going outside is great. And I love when we don't play games too often in our convent, but there's some other convents where they have like a lot of young sisters and they'll play games. It's just fun. Like we sat at one time, just played this game for like two hours and just laughing. There's something about that of just laughing. And then, yeah, for me, getting outside is just really, really important. I know for myself. What about you, Michelle? For me, yeah, I walk every day. Like mm-hmm. to get outside, to be mm-hmm. near the water is a very big deal for me. I'm not as good at playing games outside as I should be. My kids are all really good at it. And you so guys always husband. play, man. They're always outside. There, yeah. yeah. And so they're really, really good at it. So for me, it's like really relearning how to do that. But one of the big things that we've been doing is, even as the weather gets nicer, is I color a lot, Like which oh, I just yes. started doing that. You know, really, literally weeks ago, it's just really starting to color or do watercolors again or artwork and nothing art not to produce, just to just to play, just to do it. And mm-hmm. which has been really good for me. And I realized like even when I was doing it, my mind, there's something about it, it just slows down and there's like all these scientific mm-hmm. benefits of play. But there's something about it. And one, just to be outside is the vitamin D, mm-hmm. you know, it just does something to restore my soul. But all of that is just, yeah, very calming to me. And mm-hmm. I'm starting to play like board games. Some mm-hmm. of them I like, some of them I'm not. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I'll just figure it out. Yeah. Heather, what about you? 
Yeah, um, art is a big one for oh, me. Yeah. Something creative. Mm-hmm. Like when I was in high school, theater and art were like the things that I took the most that were just so life-giving. And then that kind of stopped, you know, after high school. And I've realized in my adult life that there was times where I just didn't have any outlet for that. Mm. And when I've reintroduced it, I've been like, oh my gosh, like I have so much energy for this. Like I might be Mm -hmm. tired with other things, but this is like, it's like filling my cup so dramatically. So I've realized that that's key for me is to have some kind of artistic thing in cooking. I feel like that's an artistic outlet for me, like just in how you prepare the food and all the things that go into it. Hey girl, Um, bring that art over to my house. That (laughs) That is so you, Heather, music Uh and cooking. Like that's so your Mm -hmm. love, like, oh, it's gorgeous to be holding you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Heather, we interrupted you. Yeah, no, but just, just any, any kind of art, like I just love, yeah, all the kinds. And my mm-hmm. my daughter Eva, who's fourteen, is super artistic. So it's it's fun to join her sometimes mm-hmm. and just like let her teach me different ways that she's that she's doing that. And like my dogs are super fun for me. Like I yeah. play a lot with the dogs, and they are so cute. And there's just something about how they reveal God to me, like the the playfulness yeah. and the cuteness, like the sweetness, like all of that. There's something very deeply spiritual about that experience they lighten my heart like it's mm-hmm. it's like babies you know like it's hard to look at a little baby or a cute puppy and not have your heart melt and mm-hmm. and that's a good experience for me there's something that brings me back to something very original mm-hmm. that's been so life-giving so don't be surprised if I get a third dog just saying okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already looking at mini golden doodles like uh, every other day so <laughs> There, I was at a coffee shop recently. Somebody brought in uh, a baby or a puppy um, golden retriever, and he oh, was so best. cute. And I, I just went up to him and I, we all had masks. I'm like, "Can I just pet your dog?" I just, I would just talk about joy. Mm-hmm. I just brought in the dog, Aww. jumped on him, and like, "I'm so sorry." I'm like, "No, it's it's perfectly fine. Like, it's just so cute, you know." <laughs> so cute. Like at the end of a long day, I can be found sometimes sitting for ten <laughs> minutes looking at Instagram reels of just puppies. Like I'm just like, this is just good for the soul. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. is. Uh, it is. That's the recreation that brings us beyond ourselves in a joy. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something that I think has to change within us to go, you're allowed. Mm-hmm. You're allowed time to play. Mm-hmm. You're allowed. It, it, in fact, you need it. You get to have it. You know, I think sometimes we can just think like, no, no, I have too much to do or like, I, I just, I just can't, I can't let myself do that. I think we just need to hear the father say, I, I've given you permission mm-hmm. to play, to take mm-hmm. time each day to play. Mm-hmm. Heather, I think that's so important. I was teaching a class on making space for reform, and one of the things I said is, "I do you need permission? Like, I give you permission. Like, write yourself a permission slip to make yeah. space to do this and to create the space. And there was something that just even saying that, the people were like, oh, I gave them an exhale. And I think we need to do that mm-hmm. because I think there's something about the inner critic that just says, oh, this is a luxury mm-hmm. or good for you. Good. Nice over there. Those people that can play good for them. I'm in the real world. I got things to do. You know, that's mm-hmm. my mind goes to. And so, mm-hmm. but we're like, no, the father is giving each of us permission to come in the garden and play with him and experience his delight. Mm-hmm. And that, and that is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think on a real practical level, I think we need to turn our phones off more mm-hmm. often. Like I do think that that's a real theft, like a, yeah, it steals away time. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yep. We can get distracted by it, but it's also just that being inundated constantly with bad news. It's mm-hmm. like we hear real time a thousand bad things a day that are going on all around the world or just being like constantly at 
at people's mercy of when they want us or when we need to respond to them. And I think just taking time to turn it off, Mm -hmm. to go back to like, yeah, just having space, giving yourself the space. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to turn off the phone and not be reachable for a while, mm-hmm. you know, to enter into the moment, to be present to the, the beauty of the moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. Yes. It, yeah. And quite frankly, honestly, when we enter into recreation, don't we return to our duties better? Mm-hmm. We we return better. We return. Our hearts are more patient. We're we have more space mentally. We have more space physically. And so, really, all it does is it just blesses us. <laughs> yeah, so true. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. So whatever that is for you, dear friends, you know we're not talking about escaping or self indulgence. We're talking about the real kind of play, the re- the recreating, soul feeding, body feeding, mind feeding play. Whether that's cooking for you? Is it gardening? Is it sports? Is it reading? Is it a good cup of coffee with a friend? Is it a long walk on the beach? Is it whatever? There's, it's really endless. That's a beautiful thing. But what is the Lord inviting into your life today that will you bring you beyond yourself into joy and just and to bless your heart and to remind you the truth that no matter what happens in life, your deepest identity is that you are a beloved son or daughter of God. Like that's just who you are. And the Father delights in you. So... So yeah, any last words, dear friends, before we jump into our one thing? I love this topic. It's so beautiful. Mm -mm, No, I'll go first and just share about my one thing because it Mm -hmm. it kind of wraps it all up. The girls know this because I told them the story, but when I decided to take just this, what I call my following season, one of the things I put in my schedule is I call them like creative dates with the Lord, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just basically walking with the Lord. And I just Mm -hmm. put it in my schedule as a block schedule, which was just huge for me. Mm -hmm. And like I said before, because I feel like, oh, that's just such a luxury, like whatever. Mm -hmm. But no, this was important. So I was going for a walk and my neighborhood that I live in is beautiful. It is like almost like an historical district, but we have a lot of those libraries, those free libraries or little houses in everyone's front yards. And we have tons of them all over our um, place where I live. So I was walking one day and I was just like, okay, Lord, I'm going to be childlike and just pray like, Holy Spirit, where do you want me to go? So I came across one of my favorite little free libraries and I was about to open it up. And I really just got that gut feeling in my spirit, you know, where you feel like the Holy Spirit is nudging you, like, like you don't hear his voice audibly, but you just get that gut nudge or instinct. Like, this isn't the library for you. Keep going. I have something Mm -hmm. for you. And so I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm going to just go on an adventure with the Holy Spirit. Let's just see this. So I went to one after another one. I felt like that wasn't it. Went to one and it was one that was made for children. And it says at the front, kids only. Mm -hmm. And it was right after I read that quote from St. Maria of the Trinity that I said before. And so I opened it up and there was this beautiful book and it'll be my one thing. And it's by Karina Lucan called My Heart. Mm -hmm. And it was this beautiful children's book illustrated beautifully, you know, because art speaks to me, but it was all about the heart. And even in the back, it says, tiny can grow and broken can mend and a heart that is closed can still open again. Mm-hmm. And I took this book and I walked to the water that is also my neighborhood and sat on the little dock and read this book about my heart and all the different pages. And I just started to cry. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there praying and reading this book. And I felt like I said to the father, thank you. Like, I just forgot how fun you could be, you know, and rediscovering wonder. And I felt like he was saying back to me, no, you forgot how fun you could be. Mm. You're discovering yourself. So So I will post it. It's a beautiful book. It's a children's book, you know, kind of like C.S. Lewis. When you get older, you can start reading fairy tales again, but it's called My Heart. And so that is my one thing. 
So Heather, what about you? That's awesome. Um, I've just been enjoying this new song by Dante Bowie called, is that how you say his last name? I don't know. You're asking me on name pronunciation. Okay, okay. Sister, how do you say his name? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to look at it. I don't I'm know. going with Dante Bowie. Um, <laughs> And it's called Joyful. It's a new single that he released. And it is just that. Like, it's just a joyful little tune. I was like, this is so perfect for the spring. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll post that on our show notes. Sister, mm-hmm. what's your one thing? I would love to offer to our listeners the movie The Kid. Yeah. If you've never seen it, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend it. And if you haven't seen it in a long time, see it again. It's and a good one. we actually, the priest on a recent priest retreat that we were giving with um, Dr. Bob and myself, and uh, they that was one their rec- their recreation one night is like 15 priests watched The Kid. And I can't uh-uh. tell you how many, how many comments the next day about things they learned about themselves or what I, it was just so great. So it's a great family movie and I would just highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it in a long time or if you've never seen it, I've just check it out. So it's called That's the kid. One. Mm-hmm. It's called the kid. Well, dear friends, the Lord delights in you and it is our prayer that, um, yeah, that he leads you to some spaces of recreation and joy and play this week because he, delo- he loves you and he delights in you and he wants to sing over you. So until next week, we will be abiding together. Happy play. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one thing, transcripts, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of its content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content to you. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through a website called Patreon, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive monthly individual videos from Michelle, Heather, and I, as well as other exclusive content, recipes, playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information about Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abiding together. Thank you and God bless you.